0: No person is an island. This phrase uh, comes from a 17th 17th century poem that says, it goes on, No man is an island, entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. Uh, What this poet, I believe, is getting at is a universal truth that we are communal beings that we long for we even need community and even businesses are using this to in their marketing maybe if you've seen uh, some of the president's choice ads going around um, pretty powerful message i would like to play one for you this morning Kind of cute, kind of cheesy, but kind of powerful. And it's particularly that word together that I find so incredibly jam-packed with meaning and significance, and it's what we're going to talk about today. It's what, uh, it runs deep, this idea of being communal people is, it passes time, it passes across cultures and ethnicities. And it inspires words like these ones up here. Uh, If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Or this one, and uh, just shout out to being in the Japanese hall, Japanese proverb. A single arrow is easily broken, but not ten in a bundle. Or these words by Helen Keller. Alone we can do so little. Together we can do so much. Or these words... Direction today, I think, is the power of the church. That we are a communal people. We are Christ's body. We're meant to be joint and we're meant to embody these powerful truths of belonging and togetherness and community or this made up word that we use often, with word. Um, a friend of mine recently started an online church, and this is their vision statement one that I fundamentally disagree with. We are creating an online virtual church focused to unchurched and once church people using the medium of the internet. I don't want to judge his motives, because I know this person, and they're a great person. Uh, But the phrase, online virtual church, just doesn't sound right. Um, Quite contrasting are these words in Hebrews. It says, uh, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. uh, And it continues, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Uh, And this morning, I want to take a closer look at an ancient passage from the Psalms. We're going to look at Psalm 133. I invite you to either look at it uh, in your chair Bible or simply just hear the words and let them wash over you this morning. Psalm 133. God, we pray that you speak to us through your word this morning as we open it up, as we look into uh, what it means to be a communal people to do this life uh, withward together. Amen. Let's read Psalm 133. This is a psalm of David. It says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon we're falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. It is good. It is good. And I, I think, and most theologians would agree, that David is using a word that was used right at the very beginning of the whole story. Right in the beginning, when God created the world, he said those words, It. Is good. The word is a Hebrew word tov meaning pleasant, meaning everything in its right place, meaning perfect, meaning awesome. It it embodies all of those things. And in that passage, the only time the words it is not good is mentioned. There's one time in the, the whole first two chapters of Genesis, it is not good, and he's referring to Adam being alone. So the first mention of the opposite of goodness is loneliness. I love these words by Jean Vanier. And maybe this speaks to you as you venture into this community, Artisan Church. He says, many people who have lived together for years and whose love for one another has been often tested know that community has not resulted from the fact that they were able to hold together, but from the knowledge that they were somehow held together by a greater force. We are a community. Artisan Church, we are a community, not because we happen to like each other, although I know know that you all really like each other a lot, but that's not the reason. He says, or that we share a common task, but because we have somehow been called together by God. And that's what I think the psalm is saying, Psalm 133. It is good when God's people live together in unity, or other translations say dwell together in unity. It's hard to do that in an online setting. To dwell together, to be together. The Hebrew word for that, that phrase, live together, is yeshav. To live together, which means to dwell, to remain. Or I love this, just really physical, to sit. Just to sit, abide, to sit down, to be set, to remain, to stay. I'm working on a definition of community, and this is the best I have right now those who show up and stay community you can quote me on that those who show up and stay it's a powerful idea to to show up to to make yourself visible i think you know that co- the contrast of the online community it's becoming increasingly harder to show up physically to be present in a place for a people. So first of all, way to go. You did it today. You showed up. That's awesome. How are you showing up for others in your lives? How, how are people showing up for you? I mean, you can probably think of stories, or maybe they lack in your life. But we want to be those who show up and stay. I want to go through a brief history of community in Artisan Church. And although I wasn't there from the beginning, I can imagine the excitement that took place in Nelson and Terry's living room when how many gathered to conceive of this idea of being artists in church? About 15 people. Just out of curiosity, how many people were able to be in that living room? couple? Yes. So great. I can imagine, and I'm, I'm borrowing again from Jean Vanier, but he talks about joining a new thing. And maybe, maybe artisan churches uh, like Terry and Nelson's living room, maybe that for you was uh, here in the Japanese hall. Maybe this is your experience, your first experience of becoming part of artisan church. Or maybe it was at the rickshaw, just a couple of blocks south from here. Or maybe it was before when we attempted to branch out And start parishes in East Van and downtown. Wherever you entered into this community is probably where you felt what Vanier calls the community ideal. It seems perfect. Uh, It's it's hard to see the drawbacks. Uh, Often we see what's good. Everything seems marvelous. This isn't everyone's case, but often there's an excitement around it. And then it moves into this period, and maybe you've experienced this. Maybe you're in it, or maybe you're just about to get into it. If you haven't, just wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a slow dive into the letdown. Just warning you ahead of time. And it's not bad. The letdown, he says, comes, uh, everything becomes dark. People no longer see anything, but the faults of others and the community, they feel They are surrounded by hypocrites. Life becomes intolerable. The the greater their idealization of the community at the start, the greater their disenchantment, the letdown. Uh, I recently talked to a couple that started coming to Artisan Church here at the Japanese Hall, and uh, they are no longer here, and I doubt any of you might know them. I'm not going to say their names, but they came, and they were super excited and it almost, at the beginning, when I, when I encounter someone or meet someone who's very excited about Arson Church and that it's like the bomb, I almost get a little nervous. So I'm like, ooh, this letdown's going to be big. It's going to be a rough one. But this couple, they came and they were stoked. Artisan was what they were looking for. It was, I, do, I did not plan to say this, but it was the bee's knees. And I never say that, but I reserve that phrase for right now because they loved Artisan. They thought it could do no wrong, and they are gone. They're not here. <laughs> they are not here. They showed up a couple times, and then I don't know what happened. I, you know, I tried to touch, touch base with them to find out that story. I had no idea, but I'm assuming it was something of what Vanu is talking about. There was a bit of a letdown, and then they're like, ooh, no, can't handle that. I want, to find a, I want to find something more ideal for me, a better, a better community. And hey, there are better communities out there. So I'm not saying we're, we're the best or that we're the beasties. I would never say that. Um, then, the third, then the third phase that Vanier says is uh, if, you, if you can just push beyond this, if you can stick around, if you can stay a while, comes realism and true commitment. And I love these words again by Vanier, but he says, if people manage to get through the second period, if they come through the letdown period, they no longer see other members of the community as saints or devils, but as people, each with a mixture of good and bad, darkness and light, each growing and each other with their own hope. The community is neither heaven nor hell, but planted firmly on earth, and they are ready to walk in it, and with it, with it, there's that word again, with, they accept the community and the other members as they are. They are confident that together they can grow towards something more beautiful. That's beautiful. I think it's the, I think it's the community that we're all after is a uh, a realism, a true commitment that's not based on hype, not based on excitement. Um, I remember when I was deciding if Artisan was going to be my home church. And I remember uh, at the time we had something called covenant membership, which now we've just overhauled and turned into what we've been calling partnership. Um, At the time, I wasn't sure if I wanted to make Artisan my home church because I didn't know what my future held. I didn't know if I was going to be staying here or for how long. And then uh, the, most, the greatest advice I got from uh, a fellow named Peter LeGrand, who was pastor with this church community and whom I love dearly, he, uh, he said to me, he's like, well, you know, you don't know where you're going to be. You don't know how long you're going to stay here, but for now, you are here. And this is your church community. And it will always be your church community as you leave from this place. I thought that was brilliant advice. And with that... From Peter's words alone, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm diving in. I'm doing this thing. I'm going to jump in. So I did, the, I did the thing and became a covenant member and joined the church. And here I am still to this day here. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if you're in that place, too. You're thinking about, we've been talking about partnership. I don't know if I'm ready to make my commitment that visible or that tangible um, because I don't know where I'm going to be in the future. I don't know where the church lands on these things or is going to go in, in these specific areas. Well, I want to say to you the same words that Peter said to me. You are here now. This is your community. So go ahead. Jump in. Show up. Stay a while. That's just a little, a little friendly pastoral uh, push there to, to uh, commit. Um, and I thought, a sermon on Withward today, I don't want to just be the only one talking here. I want to hear from people in the community. And so I've asked two people to share a bit of their story and how it's been. Um, and uh, can I ask, uh, where is Janelle and Jordan? Where are you, Jordan? Can you guys come up here with me? And uh, maybe I'll start with Jordan and then Janelle, you can share. But um, something uh, something Jordan said the other day just... Kind of rattled in my brain a bit, but he said, uh, at a, a meeting with a lot of leaders in our church. Um, I've been a part of this community for about six years, six or seven years, and he's like, "I'm finally feeling that I can say these are my people." And it just it struck me as, "Oh yeah, this is hard work. This it takes a while to become a community or to be." integrated and part of a community for jordan it was six years and i i was curious to hear more so i asked him to share a, a little bit of his story this morning
1: yeah hi um yeah i uh, i uh, found that um in my life the farther away i got from like the age of 22 the harder it was to um find people that i could build community with um I, I think um, I'm someone who tends to romanticize the past, and I had a time in my life when there was a lot of camaraderie and really significant community. And so I kind of... Um, I think that when I moved to Vancouver, I was very disappointed. Um, it's a super cold culture. Um, it's hard to... Yeah, it's hard to feel um, like you're doing th- something with people as opposed to just kind of um, passing by. Uh, I think also I was kind of at a point in my life when I started um, with artisan that I was quite jaded and um, in kind of the depths of deconstruction and it's pretty hard to um, build community if you don't really have anything to gather around, if your identity is just kind of based on what you are not. Um, And so, yeah, I don't know, It's, it's... it takes a. It's taken a long time for me. Um, Olivia, my wife, and I started to really intentionally just invite people over for dinner, um, try and take initiative as opposed to just being consumers and kind of waiting for people to to come to us. And um, yeah, so that's that. Yeah.
0: Can I ask a question? What um, What are the factors that you think led to that? Like you talked a little bit about how you made some. Intentional choices to like sew into the community, but what are maybe what are some other factors that you see coming to that place where you can say, "These are my people?
1: Yeah, I think part of it too is um taking responsibility. I think uh there's a there's kind of a narrative where when you come to a church, you're like, "Okay, I'm just here to kind of be on on the fringes and kind of people need to kind of pull me in." And um, it, it, that doesn't happen. I don't think you you will just kind of stay on the fringes. And so to kind of take responsibility, and I think like for us, we were like, yeah, we'll we'll lead a neighborhood group, even though we feel com- totally inadequate to do so. Um, those kinds of things helped. Um, starting to do leading worship and yeah, taking responsibility. Yeah,
0: that's a good word. I want to say, on behalf of myself, that I'm (laughs) as you do when you say I'm going to say something. uh, I'm so appreciative of you and your part in this community, and I love that you have, you know, committed to the things that you're doing. And artisan church would not be artisan church without you. And uh, love you, man. Thanks for sharing. Um, And I also asked Janelle to share a little bit of her story. We had a chance to catch up over tea or coffee. And um, uh, yeah, just was hoping you would share a little bit more of your experience coming and being a part of this community, navigating into community life. You've been around for about a year, a year and a half now. And uh, yeah, maybe you could take it from there and maybe I'll ask a question. Maybe I won't.
2: Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, I came, as you said, about just over a year ago. Uh, A friend invited me, and I was new to Vancouver, so looking for uh, a place to call home in the Christian community. And so the the number one reason why I came here was because I was looking for a community specifically. Um, I'm a tour guide, so I spend a lot of time on the road. I spend a lot of time with people, uh, but not really my people, if you know what I mean. They're just people that that come and go and then go on whatever adventure they're going on next. And so I was looking for something stable. Uh, and so, yeah, I came here. And it seems like a, a very nice community to be a part of. Uh, but for me, there's definitely some people here who've reached out to me and have drawn me in and really appreciated that. Um, and that's been really great. But it also kind of feels like, coming to a new school in the middle of the school year and everyone already knows each other and everyone already has kind of their established friend groups and you show up and they're like "Ooh, wow an exotic new person from a land far away and then that fades after a a little while and and they kind of go back to their things and you're left wondering where to sit at lunch so that's a little bit how I feel and I don't want to downplay the people who have reached out to me and been there for me and uh, befriended me and talked to me. But six years is a long time to wait to feel at home in a place. Um, This isn't my first time coming to a new place. I'm a bit of a vagabond. And so I've done this before and not had to wait six years. So... For myself, I, I probably won't wait six years if it takes that long, but uh, Scott asked me, well, why are you still here if you feel this way? And I guess there's a, an element of me being an eternal optimist and, and having a, a good enough feeling that hopefully uh, can make it work and also wanting to be a part of the solution rather than just fading away. So, yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that, and uh, I think it was good for us to hear, and maybe some others here feel the same way, um, and I wonder, um, again, to that question, why are you still here? I mean, I love I love that you showed up and you stayed. I love that, uh, but I know that it's been hard, and I wonder how, wh- what are things that have enabled you to do that? Why? You said you were uh, you're an eternal optimist but why like what are the other factors that led to you staying? Why did you why did you stay with us?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess just certain people that have yeah, like I said reached out to me and invited me for lunch and talked to me and I get the peace about there being responsibility on both sides and you know I should make an effort to jump into the community as well and to offer something to it. Um, But there's also this balance in life where sometimes you can have a lot to give and sometimes you've depleted yourself. And so you can only throw, you can keep throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it's going to stick, but um, I'm kind of an optimist, so I just keep throwing the spaghetti at the wall. Sorry for the weird metaphor. Um, But... So I, I, I am, I'm still doing that, and I'm still hoping that it's going to stick a little bit more than it feels like it has. Uh, and also, I, I know that there's good people here, I just need to kind of find my way into that a bit more. Yeah, and, and one more thing, I, I didn't want to say this, but uh, my elephant in the room is being a woman in my 30s who's Christian and no longer married, and I don't have a happy family. And there's a lot of happy families here, and that's awesome, but it's also hard if I'm being totally honest, to be confronted with that all the time, and I'm not going to say that I failed at that because I didn't. Something t- sometimes things just break, so that makes it hard. But it also it's a I don't know it's a double-edged sword. There's there's hope there, but there's also uh, challenges there. So yeah.
0: Thank you. Again, thank you for sharing. And artisan church would not be. Artisan Church without you, Janelle. We're so glad that you decided to stay and that you persisted. Um, can we just, sh- can we offer a prayer for you with the community? Can we pray with Janelle? Do you mind if I put my hand on there? Lord, thank you for Janelle. Thank you for her tenacity and persistence in staying with us, even when there's been no promise or, or, uh, or sight of 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 connecting in the way that she wants to. I just pray, Lord, first of all, that you would show yourself to be with and for her, and God, that you would help us to be a community uh, who is with and for Janelle, and that she also could offer herself and her gifts to this community by being with and for us as she has. I pray you bless her, Lord, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Amen. We, uh, you know, we're we're working at this. We're trying to be a community that is, a community that provides belonging for people, that is with and for people. But we have work to do. I'm reminded of these words by the resident doctor David Duclo, who said it takes a lifetime to learn how to live in community. I think there's a lot of truth to that. That it takes a long time to do this, and also we can we can be it now. And we're also learning and growing into this. And that word withward, I think another word that, that comes to mind is belonging. And uh, I'm reminded, as, a, as someone who my title is the pastor of community formation, uh, I'm, I come to the realization that w- community can't be programmed. That I, I myself struggle with this where I, I want to or feel the need to be everyone's community and to be a center for community, but I can't do that. I can't provide or manufacture community. We cannot do that. We can, provides, we can provide environments for that to happen, and I think that is part of my goal as as pastor of community, community formation is to, um, to provide environments, and so... I wanted to talk a little bit about what some of those environments are at Artisan. What sort of ways have we created spaces for people to connect in meaningful ways? And um, I think this is part of the invitation this morning to practice with word is to uh, two things. uh, And I want to use these two words, explore and embody. And so maybe you're someone who is still navigating into this community, into community life, and you're just learning. Maybe you feel on the fringe, like Janelle was saying. Maybe you feel a little bit on the outside, the outskirts. Uh, I want to invite you to explore these ways. Um, There are some examples of things. For instance, this place where we gather. This is an awesome opportunity to meet with people. It's not a place where deep connections can happen. Often, but it is a place where we can be with people, we can show up physically and stay. Um, this place, incidentally, opens at 8 30 in the morning on a Sunday, and you're all welcome to come anytime after 8 30. So I'll just throw that invitation out there. Or in a better way, if you don't want to just come and hang out and just stand awkwardly in the corner, you sign up for the setup team, and then you have a job to do, and you can do it. Some people, I've heard this said, where some people bond face to face while others bond shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. Setup Team is a great way to bond shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. Um, there are some community events that we provide environments for community to happen, um, like soup and, bunch, soup and buns lunches. Uh, and if you're able, to stick around and stay for those. is a way, not as a guest, but even as a host, to be someone that offers or opens up their table to someone. Uh, we've done events like, Guess Who's Coming to Brunch?, Uh, We've talked about uh, being awkward in October. Uh, Things like this. We're trying to create environments for community to happen. Groups are a great way to enter into that environment where uh, you can hopefully build community, neighborhood groups, table groups, even group spiritual direction. Teams, like I mentioned, set up team. Those are ways that we are creating environments. Again, partnership is another way where you can make your, your uh, commitment to this church visible and tangible. You can say, hey, yeah, I'm in. I want to do this. I don't know how f- for how long, but I'm in for now. I want to sh- commit to showing up and staying. And uh, a couple of metaphors came to mind, and one is uh, fast food. We are not fast food. Um, McDonald's, one of their slogans in the past was, uh, what you want is what you get. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. We are not a fast food establishment. We're not even a country club. We are a church. Our commitment is to each other because of Christ. Christ is our center. That's why we put this fold-out table with bread and wine right in the middle of our gathering to remind us that he is our center. And we pray God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We, we know that it hasn't come fully, but we pray that it will. And especially in this, in this way in community, we practice the way of Jesus with all of our directions. Upward, inward, outward, our mission, our ministry. So explore. The other part is embody. And I want to invite you again this morning. If you are someone who embodies hospitality, thank you for doing that. You, you yourself, and not just the people that um, uh, exercise hospitality, but everyone here is an environment. You are, in a sense, a, an environment for people to come into community. And I, I love that in this church there are people that just that operate in this. I love the story of Liz and Hayden coming from New Zealand. They're new friends and new to the church. And it took someone like Chris to say, hey, would you come to lunch? And they said yes. And they went for lunch, and they've connected in a meaningful way and now are part of a neighborhood group. And I think it's one of the best neighborhood groups. And I'm just... Really glad that you joined that neighborhood group. And uh, I know there's, there's hundreds of stories in here of people making or missing connections. And um, I want to challenge us to embody hospitality, to embody this idea of withward. Um, a few other people I think of, like Bev and Greg Kochak. Are they here this morning? Oh, they're just, if you don't know Bev and Greg Kochak, please get to know them people that embody. Uh, again, the list could go on. And we don't need to, I'm speaking on behalf of the staff now, we don't have to program it all the time. You yourselves, like I said, are an environment. You can make stuff happen. You can, you can plan something. You can organize it. I'll, I'll be your spokesperson. I'll get in your corner, and I know other people will hear too, but um, we don't have to be the ones planning this all the time. All right? Explore and embody. Let's come to the table this morning. And this is the main reason why we can be people who show up and stays, because Christ showed up and stayed for us. The, the name Jesus, Emmanuel, is God with, with us. Christ is our example. He embodies this, the Holy Spirit. Another word for Holy Spirit is paraclete, which means one who comes alongside. He is our, he's our alongsideer. He's our, he's our community. He is, he is the community that offers community. So when we come to the table, let's remind ourselves of that, that he's our example and that we have need of him, that Christ is at the center. And as we do it, we say these words every week, but I think it's so helpful. And this week, can we stand together and say these words together and think about them as you say them this morning, the words of our table litany. And we'll come to the table.